0: What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Tafari Burke here. And this is episode two of the Dream Conversion podcast. And this episode, I'll be sharing with you three things that I learned while being quarantined in Texas because of the COVID-19 virus. So the big question is this. How are black people like us who were never taught how to actually chase our dreams or even run a business? How are we able to turn the thing that we have this deep burning passion for into a system that produces consistent and sustainable income that's the question and this podcast will give you the answer my name is tafari burke and welcome to the dream conversion podcast oh covid19 damn First off, let me just give my condolences to anybody who personally lost a family member or know somebody that lost a family member or a loved one. Um, I personally lost the aunt because of the virus, but I know it was a hard time for most people. People were losing jobs and all that stuff. You know, it was rough, but personally for me, COVID-19 and the lockdown, it was a blessing, honestly. Quarantine was a blessing. it was a blessing for me. I was able to take a step back and do a lot of um, introspection into my life and into the limiting beliefs that I had that was stopping me from ultimately achieving the things that I wanted to achieve. So I have a different perspective on COVID and I'm privileged for even having that perspective. It really didn't hit me emotionally like a lot of people. So again, my condolences to them. But I want to talk about my business mentor, my mentor. Her name is Melissa. So I met Melissa in 2018, she wrote me on Instagram. She wanted me to teach a dance class for her in 2019. So she wrote me in 2018, but she wanted me to teach a dance class in 2019. But I guess she was writing everybody early. So that way she could formulate the schedule for the year and all that stuff. So I agreed to it. The pay wasn't really much, but it was a startup dance company that she was trying to build. And I don't know, for me, I trust my intuition a lot. So If something feels like it's the right decision for me to make, I'll do it. So just talking to her and all the little perks that came with it, like the money wasn't a lot, but just her as a person and everything, how she presented the offer. I was like, yeah, you know, that's something I would want to do. So I did that. That was 2018. And we kind of strayed off from dance. After a while, I started to know her personally and I learned that she was actually... A marketer, like a full time marketer. So she actually went to MIT for business. Now, if you know me personally, my dream school growing up, my dream college was MIT. And My dad, I remember my dad when I was younger, like, he was so pissed at me for the mediocre grades I got. And he always used to say, like, you never lived up to your potential and you should be in MIT and that. So, like, a good amount of time while I was in college, I still had those, like, thoughts in the back of my mind, like, damn, I underachieved and stuff. So it's funny how I met a lady now who graduated from MIT and was a MIT alumni. So we hit it off we start talking and i start telling her about just the things that i'm trying to do right now at that time it was still you know grow the dance career and all that stuff and she starts telling me like you know it's funny a lot of people in the dance hall space as she starts to analyze it there's not a lot of big players in the dance hall space and she's like yo she doesn't understand why people don't market themselves properly you know like every other genre she sees big players there but for hall, it's just like she doesn't see any at least here in the US and she's just like you know there's a market here that's being untapped so you know she started to spark my interest and she starts telling me like there's a couple of things that I could be doing right now and we ended up setting up a whole like online work board so if you guys never heard of a software called Trello you can go on online it's called Trello and companies use this within their organization like the internal teams to keep teams aligned on goals so if they're working on a big project they'll use Trello to assign the different tasks and it's like a visual board to help everybody on the team to stay connected to see like what needs to be done so everybody's on the same page so she made one for me and she gave me homework like I had to I think she was telling me I had to go on meetup.com to look up all the meetups in New York so I could start to meet people who like dance and all that stuff. It made sense. But because my mind wasn't in that headspace at the time, like what she was saying, I was getting it, but I didn't take any action on it. So fast forward now, 2019, I actually meet her in September for the um, dance workshop that she had booked me for. So I'm there. The dance workshop was excellent. I actually did film some tutorials with her because she was launching a tutorial platform that sounded cool and tutorials at that time wasn't a thing like that especially in the dance hall space so i was like you know this would have been cool for me and my team if we could like get on that early and you know build some type of residual income because you know once once those things start selling they continue to sell and you just make money from a one-time investment that you did when you um shot the videos and all that so i did it and while um a couple hours before i had to go home we were in the house and she came back on me again like you know it's been like almost a year like since we've spoken and there's not been much progress in um your career in terms of marketing and actually building a following here in the u.s because most of the following that we had my team and i was in europe and that's where i was making majority of my money through like tours and stuff so that that wasn't stable and she was like yo get playing around so september passed Whatever. Um, I'm working with her with the tutorials, but I didn't really hear from her much after September because she had went to Jamaica and she was really like getting that dance company launched. So fast forward now to February of 2020 after I just came back from my last Europe tour um, in November, December, and I was on the Jimmy Fallon show. And while I was preparing for that show, while I was there that day, we were actually supposed to do an interview because she was interviewing all the instructors who had shot tutorials with her. As a way to launch and promote the tutorials, just so people can get to know the instructors a little more. So we had scheduled my interview for that day, but I was at Jimmy Fallon, so I had to like sneak somewhere and do the interview while I was there. So ended up doing the interview, it went well, and she was like, you know, you articulate yourself well than most dancers that she meets. And we just started talking, whatever. And at that time, I was looking into other business ventures because I came back from Europe and I said like, you know, I need to get my life together. I need to seriously think about establishing some type of consistent income because up until that point, I've been running away from a nine to five job for almost three years. So I started talking to her. And again, because we developed such a big relationship and I know that at the time I knew like she, she, she was well off in terms of finances. So I thought, so I basically asked, I was like, you know, I consider you to be a big sister. You consider me a little brother. And we share that connection and that bond. And I've worked with her as, you know, through business and I've given good service. I was like, there's a coaching program that I wanted to order and I want to be a part of because I thought that would be the next step for me in terms of advancing in my career. So we had spoken about it and she was like, she was doing a couple investments herself at that time so her money was in a lot of different places and she couldn't really help me with that right now but she said I could enroll in her coaching program so I was like what your coaching program get out of here I don't want to do that you know um because now it was no disrespect to her but the business the coaching program that I wanted to get was specific to the business I was trying to get into you know so she was telling me like you know marketing is marketing at the end of the day and she had done a similar type of business when she was younger, so she kind of knows the ropes to that. It's the same thing, so you know I should just come into hers. And I was, we were going back and forth for a minute because I'm I'm very strong minded about things that I research. I'm very strong minded about it, but she is too, so <laughs> I guess it works. So after thinking about it, she told me that the course was actually five thousand, and she was gonna give it to me for like three fifty. Only because she believes that you know you should always charge for anything because if you give something away for free most times and not the person doesn't see the value in it three fifty is like okay let's do it so I enrolled and I started she put me on like group calls and I was in it so I'm in it now i'm doing I'm doing the modules and while I'm at home, I'm trying to work, but it just, I don't know, something about it just wasn't really clicking with me. I wasn't able to really work because I wasn't motivated to work at home. And I'm a very motivated, driven person, but when I was at home, like, it didn't scream like work. It didn't make me want to work. I was on my bed, like, I don't know, it's just weird. So one night she yelled at me and was like, yo, you know, you need to cut your shit and you need to, like, start working. You know, this is what you wanted, like, let's go. And, I'd broken down. I told her not like what was actually going on at home. Not to say that my home was disruptive or anything like that. Again, just the the energy there just, it wasn't productive for me, you know? So I was telling her all of that. And then she suggested that I come to Texas. So I was like, whoa, she's like, yeah, I'll pay for your ticket to come to Texas. And I kind of paused. And I started like tearing up a little bit because I couldn't believe that somebody would actually do something like that for me. And, it made sense on her end because I was actually supposed to come there again to teach another class in May. And this is like March now. Basically she was like, I owe you a ticket anyway. So you just come here early and leave at the same time that you're supposed to after the workshop. I was like, okay. I desperately needed an environment change. So I was like, okay, let's do it. And it's so funny the day after me, my sister got into a physical altercation, um, real physical, and that altercation just kind of confirmed to me that this this move was needed. So she booked it. I was out. The three things I had learned while I was in Texas. Number one, how to live an intentional lifestyle. Number two, the importance of creating a productive environment and space around you. And number three, the importance of just living positive. So living intentionally. (laughs) This is funny. So the first day I came there on a friday yes i came there on a friday and i'd settled in whatever nothing really happened that day the saturday now when i woke up she's like do you want to start working today or do you want to start working tomorrow i was like "Ah, let's let's start tomorrow so the sunday now we get up bro she wakes me up at like seven o'clock and she's like yeah we're gonna we're gonna meet every day at seven o'clock so like okay sounds good whatever so i i get up at seven and we go into the dining room and she asked me to write a schedule for my day. I was like, whoa, I don't even know what I want to do right now. So she laughed and smirked. She's like, I know you would say that. So the first thing that we actually had to do was on um, visioning. So she had told me what were the things I wanted to accomplish while I was there, because I basically was going to be there for almost three months. It was supposed to be what, 67 days. So what was everything that I wanted to accomplish within those 67 days? And I told her I think it was like I don't remember what it was, but she had me list three let's say business or financial goals and then one personal goal. My personal goal was to start transitioning to becoming a vegan so I wrote down my goals and then she had told me to go upstairs and write down everything that I would need to accomplish these goals so everything and like every step that I would have to take even if I didn't know it, just write down what I knew so far and like, we'll work on it. So I did that. And she had came back upstairs later that day to check on me. And we started putting these steps to a calendar. So she looked and she was like, Okay, this she put here and she put here and I was like, No, I think I could do this earlier. And I started moving things up in the calendar, and she looked at me like I was crazy and she was like, Bro, and she moved everything back down and she was like, You don't understand that it takes twenty one days to form a habit. So she was saying that, you know, you think you're Superman that you can do all of this stuff, but everything that is on this board is something that's new. Your body and just your mind needs to take that time to develop that consistency. So you can't try to tack on too much new things at once because you overload yourself, and that's the easiest way to not take action. So, I did that. Um, we set up everything, and I had to make a schedule in the morning and show her. So, for the next like two weeks, she was like on me, on me about it. And I didn't feel any way about it because it was fun. And surprisingly, I actually s- started seeing the benefit. Of making a schedule. After a day, one day in particular, I had gotten up again at like 6 7 and mapped out my entire day. And I was able to complete every task during that day. And at the end of the day, I was in bed, like reminiscing. I was like, wow, you don't actually understand how much time you have during your day until you actually plot it out and measure it. That was cool. So I was able. What the visioning and that that action planning, so the action planning was the breaking all the goals down into steps and all that stuff, she calls that action planning. So with the visioning and and the action planning, what it allowed me to do was now live an intentional lifestyle because I no longer was waking up allowing life to control me. I already knew what I wanted to do throughout my days. So now I was controlling my days. And that's the thing is that when you're trying to achieve goals you can't control the results you can only control the process you can only control your actions you can hope for the best but you can't you can't really control the results and that's the part that scares all of us the most which is why we don't take action because we want a sure guarantee that we're going to get the result that we want if we put in this work you know but that's not how it works so it's being able to Break down your goals, know what they are, break them down, and then live in this intentional lifestyle where you create in a system daily things that you need to do. And, you know, you focus all your energy on just accomplishing those tasks, because if you accomplish those tasks, you already did the planning before. So, you know that if you do these tasks, you should hit your goal. That's the assumption. That's the hypothesis. So that's the key to living a proactive life and not a reactive one. The one that is intentional and methodical. So that was that, how to live intentional. The next thing I'd learned while I was there was the importance of creating a productive environment. Bro, I didn't, again, I didn't realize how much work I was truly capable of doing until I left because again, while I was at home, I'm always a motivated person. If you know me personally, I'm super driven. I'm super motivated, but it frustrated me while I was at home most of the time because, i couldn't get the things that i wanted to get done i couldn't do it and i would look and i was like whoa like why why can't i do this why can't i do this and i would wonder when anytime i was around my friends or my teammates if you know my teammates me my teammates were we share a incredible bond but why i like being around them so much is because that positivity I, i feed off of it like once i'm around them we start talking about goals all this stuff um we'll go to each other's houses and we'll just start working around each other and i realized I, I accomplished so much more while i'm around them so yes it's them but it was more the the environment i was able to control my environment so being in texas now because the house it was only me melissa and her husband um all they have is pets they have no kids so and the house is humongous and my like work desk my area was upstairs so I was pretty much by myself up there and I had no distractions, but it was such a common space. I had a table for myself, a desk, so I wasn't working on my bed because that's another thing. You're not supposed to do work on your bed. Bed promotes sleep. It promotes, like you know, being tired and stuff like that. So you want to find somewhere that promotes, you know, work, you know, that promotes productivity. So. I set up a table, a desk, a chair, everything. And it was like I had my own little office kind of. So, yeah, just being able to control that environment. I even played music. So I'd I'd find like productive music and I was playing it through my speaker. And I basically just created like this whole aura, this environment that I was able to control. And with that, I was getting way more work done, bro, like way more work done. The last thing importance of living a positive lifestyle now if you're if you know me if you know me personally and if you've been around me a lot you know that i'm somebody that preaches positivity i personally cannot be around people who are negative all the time i've lost friends because of that negative crap like if i'm around you and all you're doing is spewing negativity you're like, you're going to upset my spirit and my energy and I'm going to have to get away from you. Either we're going to, we're going to talk about it. Or we're going to get into an argument. Or we're going to fight or something because I, I can't be around it. If I'm around you, I can't have that because that lowers my vibration, that lowers my frequency. And then I start becoming unproductive, you know, so living positive is the way, you know, but especially while I was in Texas, living positive showed me that when you live a positive lifestyle, what happens oftentimes is that the law of reciprocation happens. What I mean is that when I met Melissa, I was the nicest person ever. Like I'm always a positive person. And this was something that she always commented about. So me just always being positive and me just being who I was, when the time came for her now to be able to impact my life and she was able to take me from the situation I was in at home and bring me there she was willing to do it because my energy and her energy meshed you know she seen me for the type of person I was and in reciprocation now was able to do a favor for me you know and I probably wouldn't have gotten that opportunity had I not been the type of person that I was you know so that situation kind of confirmed to me that when you live a positive lifestyle, opportunities that are for you tend to attract you. If you go throughout your days and throughout your life attacking the things relentlessly that you want, if you have a positive mindset around them, yes, you may hit some bumps along the road, but life is going to attract what's for you and bring it to you. You know, so Living positive is essential. It's essential because a first impression is everything. And you don't know what a person, how a person can impact your life and what, you know, that connection can do for you. So it's, it's always good to leave good impressions on everyone. I'm not saying you have to be a people pleaser 24-7, you know, but it, it's in your best interest to always be vibrant at a high frequency because, again, It helps with networking and it just helps with life overall. So again, just restating the three things that I'd learned while I was in Texas, lockdown and quarantine were how to live an intentional lifestyle, the importance of creating a productive space and environment around you, and also the importance of living a positive lifestyle. It's funny, now that I'm back home, because I've now seen and I've experienced what it's like to be that productive or I've, I've seen me at my optimal product, like productivity level, my mind won't let me settle for anything less, which is a good thing, you know? So even right now, I haven't gotten back to that optimal level yet, but now I'm able to take steps in the right direction that will eventually lead me there. So I definitely have grown from that experience. And again, it's one that has changed my life completely. And I don't think I'll ever be the same because of it. That's the biggest thing about self-development, and I'll touch on that in a different show, um, because self-development is everything. And from studying successful people and people who I view as, you know, my mentors, all of them, what got them to the level they were at was their mindset. Meaning, every successful person that you see, they knew that they were going to be successful mentally before they seen anything tangible. Self-development is a major, major, major key. And that one trip, like I said, completely changed my life. So what I want to do on the on this show is at the end of every show, I want to give action steps because I'm a true believer in taking action. Knowledge is only good if you apply it without applying your knowledge, you're just this big vat of, you know, information. And if all you do is fill yourself up with information, you actually can do yourself a disservice because you know so much and now that you understand so many things you don't know what to apply first and that's why the concept of ignorance is bliss to a point is good you know like sometimes not knowing is actually good because you can just focus on what you need to do in the moment you know so i'm a true believer on action taking so i don't like to just spew fluff like all the theory i like to give people things that they can do right now after listening to this podcast to take action and to see some type of results so First action step is to think about, you know, if everything in life was free and money wasn't a factor, what would you do every day? Because a lot of the things we do right now isn't because we want to do it. It's because we have to, because we have responsibilities. But if money wasn't an issue, I'm sure you probably wouldn't be working that job that you work right now. You probably would be doing something else that you love. So. That's the first thing, you know, what is it that you love? Second thing is, what are your goals for the next three months? Just write them down. What are your goals for the next three months? After that, think about what are all the things that you need to do to hit that goal? If you don't know it, hit up a mentor, hit up somebody, you know, who have been in that position already, who understands what it takes to reach there, build a relationship with them so you can start, you know, getting into mentorship and all that stuff. Do what you need to do to get clear on what you need to do to accomplish those goals and after that start holding yourself accountable to the time that you spend within your days like hold yourself accountable for how you live your days and what you put your energy to so you can now see are you being efficient throughout your days are you living an intentional lifestyle or a reactive lifestyle is life controlling you are you controlling life you know, this is not meant to be perfect. It's going to take a while to understand and to get into the rhythm of things. But if you want to take action after listening to this podcast, those are the three things that I'll tell you to do right now. So I hope you like this episode. I'll try to talk about things, all entrepreneurship. I want to get into some marketing stuff as well, because that's what I'm studying right now. So I'd love to share the things that I learned and also just give me feedback, y'all anything any topics that interest y'all anything that y'all want to hear about um i definitely research about it and you know present it here on the podcast this podcast is for me but it's also for you you know it's for all you and are listening to this right now you know so again this is Tufari Burke, and thank you for listening to the dream conversion podcast i'm out y'all congratulations on listening to another episode of the dream conversion podcast Be sure to comment your thoughts, feedback, or anything in particular that resonated with you or that you learned throughout this episode. Also, be sure to hit the subscribe button so that you stay up to date and you always get the latest episodes delivered directly to your phone. If you like this episode in particular, share it on all your other social media platforms and also be sure to follow me on Instagram at Tafari Burke. Be sure to write me and just tell me your thoughts. All right? Dream Converters, I'm out.